Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. What gorgeous doll. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's Jane is the one that thought that up and asked me to do it, so I appreciate yeah. her doing that. It was fun I'm for me. that too. recording. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to keep was, that it was, it was fun for me, too. It was it really wonderful. Was. Everyone loved it. Well, I just hope they didn't get bored. That's all. Oh, oh, that's God, nobody got bored. Thomas, I'll put it in your Dropbox because I got it. Thank I you. got it. So. Can I get a, a recording of a third, uh, third lesson or fourth lesson? Because it didn't seem to be up there with the podcast. So it was uh, two. There's only one lesson that's not up there, and that's three because yeah. we forgot okay. to do it. But lesson four oh, should okay. be up there, and five. The only one that's not up there is three. However, I have a little tiny short recording of lesson three just like a summary of it that i can send you and i'll say nice if you can um tell cindy that you want my contact information she will give it to me and then i will give you the link to it okay thank you okay yeah that's what the, i guess that's the way we have to do it all right well here we are in latin class and uh, can anyone say the pledge to the flag in latin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's say it together let's say it together here we go ready uh wait a minute i gotta think of it myself I, the trouble i have is i taught two different versions of it and so i get a little mixed up feed him may i'm obligo wexillo kiwitatium americae foideratarum acrei publicae proquastat uninatione deoducente non dividendi cum libertate justitiaque Omnibus. <laughs> Omnibus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do that. <laughs> Long way from there. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Are we supposed to say something? <laughs> Did Gary get muted again? I think he did. I think Gary got muted again. Oh no. Um if Rana can wait, let me ask him to unmute. Um wait a second. Is it Greg Tyler? I don't see a Gary. Yeah. No, it's Greg Tyler, but uh I don't know where it's Gary is. Gary, uh, Gary yeah, not me. It's Gary I think he uh, left. I don't see his name here. Uh-oh. Maybe his battery died or something. He probably he probably got thrown out. There is an iPad in here. I don't know if that's Gary or not. Eight four eight. Shall I call him? Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. He probably thinks she's still. Maybe give him a minute to come in so he's not trying to rush and grab his phone while he's trying to get in. I don't know. Is gone. Yeah. Did he get the teacher? Where's the teacher? <laughs> he got thrown out. He left. Can you hear me now? Yeah. He's back. Yeah. Try that. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. 
Oh no. <coughs> Can you all hear me now? Yep. Zoom is having fits today. <laughs> Zoom must have zoomed him out. <laughs> Maybe he should use a telephone. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Are you here, Gary? I just heard him just now. Yeah, he was here. There he is. Oh, he just came back. But he's muted. All right. He yeah, he's muted. He's muted. Let me ask him to unmute. Asking him. It's all day if you're on a PC. It's command shift. I think he's on a Mac. Mac. Yeah. A Mac. No, he's, I think he's on his phone. Oh. Then it's at the bottom left. Okay, good. Is that Ninette or Gary? Somebody said good. I don't know who. No, that, that was that was because I heard nine X. I think he's on a phone. I think it's so maybe maybe uh, he's Gary's nine X phone. So in Latin, we should learn to say, "Where is the teacher?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can say it in Spanish, but I don't know how to space. <laughs> I can say it in French. <laughs> well, I think I can too. Can y'all hear too. me? Okay, now yes. he's muted. Yes. Okay. Oh, now he's back on mute. Oh no. Can you all hear me? Acting Zooey lately, has Can anyone hear me? Yes. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Can you can hear at me? the moment, yes. Not yet? You can't. Yeah, you're yes. on now. Am I on? Yeah. Everybody can hear me now? Yep. Yes. You're yep. way off in the it distance. Very far distance. Okay, wait a minute. I'm right in front of my. Oh, I'm here and I'm okay, but I can't. How about I'm now? Here. That's yeah. better. Getting better. Is it a little better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me try putting my earphones back on. I'll do better if I have them. I don't know what's the matter with Zoom today. It. Uh... All right. Let me see now. That's <coughs> better. That's good. Yeah. That's much better. It's <coughs> weird because I didn't do anything hardly. But now let's see what happens. That was just better. Now we hear you. Okay, You're close. now can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Oh, good. Real good, uh, Gary. Real oh, good. good. I'm really sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. Anyway, what I was saying was after we do the pledge, uh, next week I'm going to teach you to say a Latin grace so that when you oh, go to yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, you can wow your friends by saying a grace in Latin. Oh, uh, yeah. If you'd like to do that. So next week, that's what we'll do. But let's say the pledge one more time. And the best way to do it is learn a line at a time, if you can. And so maybe we'll just look, work on the first line. Fidem meam obligo exilo kiwitatium. 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 
there we are. So try to remember that much and <clears throat> for the week, <clears throat> if you can. All right, Latin phrases. Last week, we learned a phrase that meant cannot go beyond. Does anyone remember what that was? What? Cannot go beyond. Cannot ultra. do better, in other words. Loose, ultra, yep. something. Neck plus ultra. That's right. Neck plus ultra. Cannot go beyond. So, um, you know, we could say that Melissa is the, uh, the neck plus ultra host. Can't go, get, can't get better than she is. Um, what's the expression we use to say another self? Alter ego. Alter ego. Right. Alter ego. He is another, another, he's another I is what it really means. And then there's an expression without which not. Sine qua non. Yeah. Sine qua non. Okay. Very good. And I got a couple of them for you today. And the first one is honoris causa. Honoris causa. That means for the sake of honor. For example, if, if Johns Hopkins University suddenly gave Jane Corona a degree, <laughs> a doctor's degree, honoris causa, because she was such a good uh, organizer, uh, that would be a degree in order to honor her, an honorary degree. And the phrase <clears throat> used for it is honoris causa, honoris causa for the sake of honor. So they don't say HC or something. No, you know, you know so they don't. I don't think. I think they actually, if they tell, if they, I bet if you got a degree like that, somewhere on that degree, it would say honoris causa. I bet it would. I don't know that for sure, but I bet it would. Uh, Having never gotten no, don't say never. <laughs> don't say never, you know. Um, <laughs> here's a quote from Virgil, and I like this quote. I think it applies to us sometimes, sometimes not. Posunt quia posse videntur. And maybe this isn't a famous phrase, but I, I like this phrase. It means they can because they think they can. Um, it's used of runners in a race who win because or maybe they're maybe they're, it's a, maybe it's a boat race but anyway they win because they are think they can win and have the confidence that they can win and they win and so that's what it means posunt quia posse videntur it really says they win that they can because they seem to be able to is what it really says and sometimes we blind people maybe win because we seem to be able to uh, and this last one is kind of a, an interesting one. Post hoc, ergo propter hoc. Post hoc, ergo propter hoc. That means before this, after, then that. Yes. Before this, then that. Not quite. Almost. Okay. <laughs> Post hoc, after this. Oh. Ergo, therefore, propter hoc. Because of this, it's like a, it's like a fallacy. Uh, because uh, so after this. Therefore, because of this, some people say that the reason the Beatles got to be so popular in the United States was because John F. Kennedy died. And when he died, we needed some fun. And therefore, we accepted the Beatles, which we had not done before in this country. Now, so it's saying because something happened after something, that's why it happened. And it's a fallacy. You can't say that. You can't always say, you know. Just because something happened, that's why it happened. But it's called post hoke, ergo propter hoke. And when people do that, they often make a mistake. All right, very good. Let's talk about animals again. What's the uh, word for dog? Canis. Canis. Yep. Canis. 
Conus. What's the word for crab? Concare. 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 What's the word for bee? Aviary or opus. What's the word for cat? Phalus. Phalus. What's the word for bird? Avis. What's the word? What's the word for sheep? Owis. Owis. What's the word for wolf? Lupus. 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 What's the word for fish? Did we do piscus? Piscus. What's the word for pig? Porkum. 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 Well, porkus for the nominative now. Porkum is the direct object. Like if you're eating. Oh yeah. Oops. Uh, what's the word for mouse? Moose. Moose. Good. Uh, what's the word for bull? Taurus. Taurus. Good. What's oh, the word taurus. for snake? Serpentum. Serp well, serpentum if you are killing a snake. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. But if you're not, serpains. What's the word for fox? Volpes. Uh huh. Wolf pace. And what's the word oh, for oh. Cat, cow? Vaca. Vaca. Good. Baca. Now remember that these words, if you make them the direct object, you put that M on them. And if it's an A, you put an M. If the word ends in US, drop the US and add UM. If the word ends in anything else, you probably drop the last two letters and add EM, but sometimes it it tricks you, like, for example, conus conem, phalus phalem, piscus piscim, awis awem, but moose murim, serpain serpentem. So that's it in a nutshell. Now, let's uh, talk about some other words that you've learned. How do we say I love? Amo. Amo. How do we say he eats? Edit. 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 How do we say, uh, how do we say he has. Habit. Habit. How do we say he bites? More debt. More debt. Good. How do we say he is? S. 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 How do we say he eats? Two ways. Edit. Edit or? Ace. Aced. Yep. Edit or aced. Yep. All right. Very good. And I just wanted to do two more sentences of our translation and then we'll quit those and we'll go on to something a little different. How would I say the cow does not fear the bull? Baca non timet taurum. Got it. Waka non timet taurum. And actually to, to write it in real good Latin, you'd say waka taurum non timet. Waka taurum non timet all right, but how would I say the bull loves the cow? Taurus. Taurus. Wakam. Wakamat. Yes. Taurus. Wakam. Amat. Good. Taurus. Wakam. Amat. How about I have a dog, a cat, and a bird? Habeo. Habeo. Kanem. Phelim. At awem. Good, good. Habeo, canem, phelim, at awem. And to be really good Latin, to, to say it in real, the way the Romans would, you'd say, canem, phelim, at awem, habeo. Yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah, because you always uh, 
you always put the words there at the end. All right, now, um, I thought we would do something a little different today, and I actually got permission to do this. Um, in, 19, in the 1960s, a guy by the name of Waldo Sweet, a funny name, but that's his name, uh, wrote a book called The Artes Latini, which means Latin skills. And he wrote this book, uh, tried to make Latin a little bit more modern, tried to get, you know, teach it a little more in a modern way, like. Uh, we're mute. Somebody needs to mute. Somebody needs to mute. Something about Robert and sending files. Somebody's talking. Guess what? Somebody. That's me. It's me. Sorry, I'm trying to find. The no, it's person. it's. It, don't do it because it's me. I stopped it. It's my oh. it's my Mac playing my email. <laughs> I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> then, then I recognized the the address. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's like a when I was teaching, this guy said, this teacher down the hall said his somebody's cell phone was ringing in his room, and he said, "If I catch you as that cell phone, I'm confiscating it." And he realized it was his. So, uh, <laughs> that, that happens occasionally. <laughs> anyway, um, this guy wrote um, a Latin book which teaches you Latin by teaching you 141 basic sentences, what are called basic sentences, and um, that book is still around. Uh, it is now published by a company called the Balshazi Carducci Publishing, and um, it uh, now it's an online course. So if any of you ever wanted to take Latin online on your own, totally like you know, uh, you know, self self paced course you could do it it's it's available on there and you can write to them and they can uh, do that with you if you want but i thought i would teach you i got permission to teach you a few sentences just to show you how this accusative and nominative thing is works in latin and how the word order is not always static it's very different depending on what you're saying and depending on what they want to emphasize so i'm going to teach you about 10 basic sentences today and we'll go over them and you'll learn to say them and so forth and they're all from actual Latin authors, and they all have nominatives and accusatives and that sort of thing. The first one is a quote from the Bible, and it says, and, and actually, you, you know, when I'm saying this, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, how can I learn a sentence? But these sentences are kind of, they, they roll right off your tongue after you learn to say them a little bit. The first one is, Hilarem de Torem de Legeteus. And that means God loves a cheerful giver from uh, 1 Corinthians. Now, notice, notice that sentence, though. Deus is the word for God, and it's at the end of the sentence. So the, the subject of the sentence in English is at the end of the sentence in Latin, probably because they want to emphasize both the word God loving, uh, cheerful giver, and they want to emphasize the word cheerful, which comes at the beginning. And they can do that in Latin. You can change the emphasis just by changing the word order. So here's the first sentence. You can repeat that to yourself. All right. Number two is an easy one. Three words. Manus manum lawat. Manus manum lawat. Manus manum lawat. And that means one hand, it means a hand washes a hand. That is, one hand washes another 
it's a little bit like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Do something for me, I'll do something for you. A hand washes a hand. Now, the interesting thing about that sentence is the derivatives. Manus means hand. What English words do we get from that word for hand? Manual and manual, manual labor. Yep, yep. manual yep. labor. And also, Manor. if you have a book, like a biology manual, it's a manuscript. manual because you can hold it in your hand. Manuscript. A manuscript. Manumission. Manumission, because you, when you free someone, you send them from your hand, literally. So, yes, all those words come from that. And Jane, if Jane, I could ask her, but I won't embarrass her. She could tell you something else weird about this word is... It's one of the few words ending in U.S. that is feminine. Most U.S. Huh. words are masculine, but that one happens to be feminine. Domus and monus are both feminine ending in U.S. And the last word, lavat, we get the word lavatory. That's, I used to wonder why they called a bathroom a lavatory. It's not like it was a, like a laboratory. When I was little, I had a terrible time with those two words. But anyway, oh, so uh, did I. <laughs> a place you get washed or a place you yeah. wash. It's called a lavatory. And of course, that soap called lava, which is real uh, yep. powerful soap, oh, helps yes. you wash, uh -huh. helps you wash better. And that's why they call it that too. Um, all right, so manus manum lava. That's the second one. Third one, cautus metuit foeum lupus. Cautus metuit foeum uh -oh. lupus. Did I mute again? No. Hello. You were. Oh, good. oh you scared me. Cautus metuit foeum lupus. This means. A cautious wolf fears a pitfall. Now, let's talk about what's a pitfall. A pitfall is when you pile a bunch of leaves up on the ground and cover a hole with them, and so some animal would come along and step into it and fall into it. That's called a pitfall. And a fowea, fowea is the word for that. In this sentence, it's in the accusative, fowea-am. And so it means a cautious wolf fears a pitfall. Now, the thing tricky about this sentence is, notice the word for cautious and the word for wolf Cautious is at one end of the sentence. The word wolf is at the other end of the sentence. The word pitfall is in the exact middle of the sentence. And the word met, metuit is also in the middle. So the, the verb and the object are in the middle of the sentence, surrounded by the two subjects, cautious and wolf. You can do that in Latin. You can't do it in English. You can't do it. So it's just interesting how all these sentences have interesting word order. Cautus metuit foe am lupus. A cautious wolf fears a pitfall. That's by Horace, the poet Horace said that. I have a question. Yes. Uh, back to the lava, lava. Yeah. Uh, okay. That also refers to what comes out of a volcano. What's the connection? I mean, Okay, I mean we're t we're talking like. I honestly don't know, but it's a very God, good the same question. question. I don't know what I do not know <clears throat> if there is because I suspect. I bet you that the Latin word for lava. And I'm trying to think what it is. I've read that story millions of times. I don't think the word for lava in Latin looks anything like lava. I don't think it looks okay. anything like it. Okay. Um, I'll know that the next week you will have an answer to that question as far as what the Latin word for lava is, but I don't think it looks anything like the English word for lava. So okay. I think that the English word for lava might be, have something to do perhaps with, I don't know that, that lava soap may look a little bit like pumice rock. It's sort of, you know, coarse and got little yeah. 
things in it. So maybe that's why. I think that's, that's how it got its name. Was the I think, I think yeah, you're I right. I think it's made from so, lava or wild I mean, pumice. I don't uh -huh. know. I don't know that. I can't tell you, but I will know. I will tell you next week about lava. In fact, maybe I'll research that word lava in English and find out what it came from. That's a good mm -hmm. question. Very good question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. Number four is kind of a funny sentence. Uh, if any of you have ever been sick, you will appreciate this one. Um, non quieter diger medicum eloquentem. Non quieter diger medicum eloquentem means a doctor, it means a sick person. I gare is the word for sick person. A sick person doesn't look for a talkative doctor. <laughs> a sick person doesn't look for a talkative doctor. Why? Because, you know, you want to get well. You don't want to be talked to death, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Romans, by the way, did not like doctors much, uh, probably because they couldn't do much for them. You know, doctors could only do so much back in those days. Oh, and yeah. there are all kind of poems and sentences and quotations about doctors we might try to read a, a couple of them but some of them are kind of fun they're usually kind of funny um, i remember there's one where this doctor gets caught stealing a cup from somebody and in answer when they said what are you taking it for he said well are you gonna drink meaning huh, you're not supposed to drink with the disease you have whatever it was and so he made that excuse for stealing this cup uh, which oh. didn't probably go over too well but anyway Known quieter. Notice in this sentence, the direct object is at the end, probably to emphasize talkative, because that's the last word, eloquentem. And uh, so that's probably why it's in the word order it's in. And the verb comes at the beginning, probably emphasizing not looking for. You don't, he's not looking for. So, known quieter tiger, medicum eloquentem. A sick person doesn't look for a talkative doctor. Okay, number five is a kind of a I'll, I'll just say it. It's kind of a, just a nothing sentence, but I gave it to you because I thought you might enjoy the derivatives. Etiam capillus unus habit umbram suam. Etiam capillus unus habit umbram suam. That means a single hair casts its own shadow. Even a single <laughs> hair, even one hair casts its own shadow. Meaning even if you have a little piece of hair, I guess it could cast a shadow. Now, it's from this. That sentence, by the way, is from a guy who wrote a whole bunch of plays, mimes, and every one of them have been lost. And all we have is the quotations from it. So <laughs> that's one of the quotations. Uh, but notice the word capillus. That means a hair. That's where you get the word capillary from. A capillary is so thin, it looks like a hair. <laughs> um, and umbram, umbram is where we get umbrella from. An umbrella yeah. means a little shadow, a little shadow. or a little shade. Whenever you have ella on a word, it probably means a little something. Or whenever mm -hmm. you have a U-L-E or a U-L-L or whatever, like a globule. A globule is a little drop. Or a barbule, if you remember your biology, a barbule is a little barb. Um, anything like that. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, an umbrella is a little a little shadow. So etiam capillus unus habitum bram suam. There we go. Now the next sentence is another one about uh, uh, is another one about doctors. Another one about doctors. Crudelium medicum in temperans ager facet. Crudelium medicum in temperans ager facet. That means 
an intemperate sick person makes a doctor cruel. Now, what's intemperate mean? Meaning person that's not, that that's doesn't have any control. So if yeah. I'm sick on my stomach and I eat, you know, three pieces of pie and I go in and I'm sick on my stomach, the doctor's going to say, well, you stupid fool, what did you do? You know, you, no wonder you're sick. <laughs> so uh, notice in this sentence, crudelum medicum is the direct object. It comes first in the sentence. Then you have the subject and then you have the verb at the end like you might expect. But the subject and object have switched places. Crudelum medicum intemperans ager facet. So uh, uh, an intemperate sick person makes a doctor cruel. All right. Couple more. This next one is a good one in our country today. It's a very good uh, sentence, although today, uh, I'm not sure it works out quite like it does here, but the sentence is Lake, and this is what's called a two kernel sentence. This sentence has two subjects, two verbs, um, and two, two, two objects, too. Lake sweet iratum, iratus legem non videt, which means an angry person, uh, which, I'm sorry, which means the law sees an angry person, but an angry person does not see the law. Meaning, That's you get right. mad, you go out, and you smack somebody or something, and you're not thinking about the law, but the law will get you because you did, you did wrong, even if you didn't see it. So it's just a way of saying, you know, you got to pay attention because even if you're angry, the law is still watching. Lakes we iratum iratus legem known with that. Notice this sentence is kind of cool because you got lakes is the word for law, iratus is the word for angry person, and those words reverse in the middle of the sentence. Lakes we iratum iratus legem known with that. So kind of a cute little sentence. Three more. Furem fur cognoscit at lupum lupus. This means a thief recognizes a thief and a wolf recognizes a wolf now you might say so what well it's like saying it takes one to know one right at <laughs> lupum lupus notice in this one you have the direct object then the subject then you have the direct object and the subject again furem fur fur means a thief furem fur cognoscit at lupum lupus there we go and you have the cogno for cognizant. Cognoscent, exactly. Cogno, uh, cognate. A cognate is a word uh -huh. that is that comes that comes from the same root as another word. So, like cognition and cognoscent is it is a, are cognates. Uh, yeah, exactly. It means recognize. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, the word thief doesn't have any derivative in English. By the way, that's an anonymous sense. We don't know who, who wrote that sense. Now, this next sentence, uh, ladies, don't get mad at me, please. I didn't write this sentence. It was written uh, by that same guy that wrote plays that we said all of us. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. This next sentence was written during the Middle Ages. I mean, that's all it says is medieval. So I don't know who wrote it in the Middle Ages. I have no idea. I didn't write this sentence. We're only giving it to you because it's a three kernel sentence. It has three subjects, three objects, and one verb governing huh. all those. All right, it says, Wolpes wot fraudem, lupus agnum, famen allowdem. Wolpes wot fraudem, lupus agnum, famen allowdem. And that means a fox likes trickery, a wolf likes a lamb, and a woman likes praise. 
<laughs> See, I told you, don't get me. I didn't put it in. Will Pace uh -huh. will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allowed them. Now, Mr. Sweet took some guff when he wrote this sentence and put it in his book. And the reason he took some guff was not just because of, of what it said about women, but because the word wolt usually means want, and it usually is followed by an infinitive, like I want to do something. It's very seldom used as the object of a verb. In the Middle Ages, it was, and they said he shouldn't have used it like that because it's not normal in classical Latin. Well, that's something they can quibble over. It's still a kind of a, it's a cute little sentence. And it is a three-kernel sentence with three subjects, three objects, and one verb. The verb is wolt. Wolt pace wolt fraudem, lupus agnum, fame and allowed them. And notice you don't have to repeat the verb again, and you don't have to, you can tell by the endings what the subject and what the object and all that stuff is. And one more. And this is kind of a cute one. This one, uh, you have a direct, you have the same word in the sentence. Um, you have the word for night and you have the word for day. And once day is the subject and once day is the object, as you'll see. Diem nox premit dies noctem. There's your sentence. Diem nox premit dies noctem. And that means night follows day, day or, or, or night pursues day, day pursues night. And it's just talking mm -hmm. about time. But notice the way that's written. You have the object, the subject, the verb, the subject, the object. So you have the object, subject, verb, subject, object. So it's just kind of a cute little interplay on words. And we, it's hard to do in English. We, we can do it a little bit. Night, follow, night pursues day, day pursues night. We sort of can do it, but you can get it even better in Latin. Diem nox premit, dies noctem. Okay, I'm going to say these through one more time, then I'm going to go through the individual words and just review them a little bit with you and uh, see if we know these. Hilarem the torem delegate deus. That means God loves a cheerful giver. Hilarem the torem delegate deus. Manus manum lawat. One hand washes another. Manus manum lawat. Manus manum lawat. Okay, three. Caltus metuit am lupus. A cautious wolf fears a pitfall. Caltus metuit foe am lupus. All right, four. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. A sick person doesn't seek a talkative doctor. Non quietai ger medicum eloquentem. Okay, five. Even a single hair casts its own shadow. Etiam capillus unus habitum bram suam. Etiam capillus unus habitum bram suam. Um, six. An intemperate sick person makes a doctor cruel. Crudelim medicum intemperans iger facet. Crudelim medicum intemperans iger facet. Seven. The law sees the angry man. The angry man does not see the law. Legs videt iratum, iratus legem non videt. A thief recognizes a thief and a wolf a wolf. Furem fur cognoscit et lupum lupus. Furem fur cognoscit et lupum lupus. A fox likes trickery, a wolf likes a lamb, a woman likes praise. Wolfpace will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allow them. Wolpace will frow them, lupus agnum, fame and allow them. And last of all, day pursues night, night pursues day. 
or actually, excuse me, night pursues day, day pursues night. Let's get it right. Diem nox premit, dies noctem. Diem nox premit, dies noctem. And there we are. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to learn these all the time. I just thought for this direct object subject thing, it would be kind of cool to do. Let me just go over some of your new words you've just learned. You've just learned a lot of new words. Hilaris. <laughs> Hilaris means cheerful. That's where we get the name Hillary from, by the way. If you know any ladies named Hillary, it means cheerful one. And we get the word hilarious, hilarity, mm -hmm. all that. Dator, giver. Dator just means a giver. Uh, Deligate is another word for love. Uh, love deeply, it almost means. Uh, Deus Deum means God. Uh, deity, if, if you talk about deities, that's a fancy way of saying a god or a goddess. We talked about manas and we talked about law. What Cautus looks almost like cautious in English, doesn't it? C-A-U-T-U-S. It looks almost like cautious. And that's what it means. And that's where we get it. Uh, metuit is another word for fear. So we can say canis metuit phelem. The dog is afraid of the cat. Or we can say uh, canis timet phelem. Pretty much the same thing. Fowea. A fowea is a pitfall. We talked about that. Quiet. It almost sounds like inquire in English, doesn't it? Yeah. Quiet. Uh -huh. And that means to seek, to look for. Igare um, means a sick person. And we don't get any derivative from that that I can think of. Igare. But it sounds kind of, you know, it sounds kind of bad. So Igare. You can sort of remember it that way. Medicus. Medicus is a doctor. That's where we get the word medical and medicine and all that stuff. Um, eloquens. 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 Eloquent. Yeah. If you're eloquent, you're a good talker. Etiam means even. Capillus means hair. Uh, umbra means a shadow. Sua means its own, whatever it is. Crudalis means cruel. Uh, this next word is going to sound a little obscene, but it's not. Fock it. It means makes, does, etc. And we don't get any word from it except like fact, factor, factory, manufacture. By the way, there's a good one. Manufacture. You know what that means now? It means what? Make by hand. Hand by hand. Yeah, handmade. That's what it really means. Lakes, law. Irratus, an angry person. The word irate. If someone's irate, they are angry. Fur means a thief. Cognoscit, we talked about. Frowls, there's a good word. Frowls, fraudem. It means fraud, uh, trickery. Um, Agnus, Agnus means lamb. You might see that phrase sometimes. There's a hymn called the Agnus Dei meaning oh, the Lamb the of God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and that's what that means. Agnes means a lamb. And I think the English name, the girl's name, the girl's name Agnes, which you don't see too many girls named Agnes anymore, that meant a lamb. I mean, I think that's what the name came from, that word. Probably. Oh, wow. Um, femina means woman, feminine, femininity, all that stuff. Lows. Laos means praise. Laos, laudem. You might have heard of a, a hymn in church. If you go, God, all glory, laud, and honor. That word oh, laud yeah. just means praise. 
It's just that where that word just means praise comes from this word. And uh, dies, day, uh, it looks almost like day. Uh, nox looks a lot like night. The equinox, you see that in the word equinox. Very? Mm-hmm. Yes. Harry, it's 20 to 5. Good. Okay, and I'm ready. Oh, I was going to, thank you. I'm going to teach you guys a quick song before I do the mythology. <laughs> we haven't done any songs yet this year. Uh, this is a song you all learned when you were probably 10 or 11 years old when you were at scout camp or somewhere and if i started singing it you'd know right away what it is but i'll just tell you what it's called in latin it's called argus argus is the name of of a dog in latin uh ulysses oh, okay. had, a, had a dog named argus who when he saw him after 20 years died of joy from seeing him um so this is the same song as you would sing in boy scouts called bingo you remember that uh, oh yeah had a dog and bingo was his name well we can sing uh-huh. that in latin it goes agricola conim have a bot a farmer had a dog agricola conim have a bot cui nomen erat argus whose name was argus a-r-g-u-s 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 a-e nomen erat argus his name was argus so we'd sing it like this don't sing with me because it'll screw it all up but sing it with yourself along with me and we're going to start slow, and we're going to get real fast by the end, okay? Agricola conem habe batquinomen erat argus, a-er-ge-u-s, 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 a-nomen erat argus, agricola conem habe batquinomen erat argus, a-er-ge-u, a-er-ge-u. Ah, er, geu, a nomen, erat argus, agricola conem, have a bat gui nomen, erat argus, ah, er, gay, ah, er, gay, ah, er, gay, a nomen, erat argus, agricola conem, have a bat gui nomen, erat argus, ah, er, ah, er, ah, er, a nomen, erat argus, agricola conem, have a bat gui nomen, erat argus, ah, 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 ah. A nomen erat argus, a grigal economy, have a bacquinomen erat argus. A nomen erat argus. There we go. Who said Latin wasn't lively? Who said Latin wasn't lively? Good job. <laughs> Good job. Kids used, to, kids used to like that. All right, mythology. Mythology. We talked last week about Apollo. And I wanted to tell you one other story about Apollo. I told you about Oedipus last week. Uh, I wanted to tell you one other story about Apollo. Miss um, Miss Hamilton, who wrote your Edith Hamilton book, does not care too much for the poet Ovid, or at least she doesn't like the way that he tells you myths, uh, because she says he doesn't really believe in the gods, which indeed he does not. But he tells wonderful stories, and he, he loves to entertain you. That's his main goal. And so what he does, he takes these gods and goddesses and makes fun of them, And that's what he does in this particular story of Daphne and Apollo. And in this story, uh, Apollo has just killed the python, a big snake. And so he's really feeling pretty good. And he's walking around, pushing out his chest, feeling like a big man. And what happens? He sees Cupid, the little boy Cupid. You know Cupid, the little boy who has arrows. And he's playing with his arrows. And Apollo said, kid, put kid, put those arrows away. Throw that bow away. What are you doing fooling around with bow and arrow? I'm the only bowman around here. I'm the one that killed a python. What did you ever kill? You ain't never killed nothing. Go on back home and throw that bow and arrow away. Ah. And, and so Cupid says, you know, Apollo, you're really right. You're right. I, I'm nothing compared to you. 
And so Cupid takes two arrows out of his quiver, one gold and one lead. And he shoots the gold arrow and hits Apollo right in the heart with it. And he takes the lead arrow and shoots a girl named Daphne with it. And what this means is Apollo will fall madly in love with Daphne, but Daphne will hate Apollo. And so Apollo falls in love with Daphne and he tries to get her interested in him and she doesn't want anything to do with him at all. And it says, and Ovid makes terrible fun of him. He says, even as even Apollo's oracles fool him. They even tell him stuff that isn't true because he doesn't, you know, he won't listen to him. He's all in love and he won't pay any attention to him. And he thinks that maybe he's got a chance and, you know, he's trying to do this, trying to do that. And his oracle might say something and he might believe it, but it's not even right. Maybe it tells him the right thing. and He doesn't believe it. He's all messed up. And he tries to convince Daphne that he's really quite a good God. He's an archer and he can do all this stuff. And she doesn't want anything to do with him. So finally, it comes down to a chase. Um, he chases her and tries to catch her. And just as he gets like ready to put his hand on her shoulder, she prays to her father, who is a minor river god, to help her. And he turns her into a laurel tree. And so Apollo can't have her. So, you know, he says, well, okay, I can't have you as my girl, but you can be my tree. And from that time on, all athletes who win contests will be given a laurel wreath in honor of this story. And so this story is kind of a civilization triumphs over brute force, you know, and civilization triumphs over the force of love and all that kind of stuff. But Ovid loves to tell that story. Uh, to make fun of Apollo and to, and to tell you a good story. And it's almost comical the way he tells it. Um, and so Apollo, you know, he, uh, on one hand, he has a dark side where he would actually chase a woman and try to catch her. But on the other side, he takes that, that laurel tree and it becomes a part of civilization. It becomes a part of, you know, athletic contests and honoring the gods and all that kind of stuff. We now switch to Apollo's twin sister, and she's a very strange goddess. Her name is Artemis in Greek, Diana in Latin. Uh, she's also sometimes called Cynthia, uh, related to the moon. Um, she's his twin sister. She is a virgin goddess. She is never married. She never has anything to do with guys. Uh, but she does, she's kind of a tomboy. She's kind of the archetypical tomboy type. She loves uh, to run around in the woods. She loves hunting. She loves, you know, chasing things. Um, and she, it's funny because she's very fond of young girls, especially follow her uh, as a part of her hunting group. But she calls for the sacrifice of a young girl before the Trojan War can take place. So it's kind of funny, you know, you see two sides to some of these goddesses. She's also related to the moon, and when she's related to the moon, she sometimes is called Phoebe. Phoebe is uh, uh, the Latin word for moon, and so she sometimes is called Phoebe instead of Diana. Or she sometimes is also called Selene, because Selene is the Greek word for moon. Um, Luna, by the way, is the Latin word for moon, really. That's another Latin word for moon. I guess Phoebe really means more light. And by the way, that's spelled P-H-O-E-B-E. -E. In Latin, you would say Poebe. That's how you would say that name. Um, 
later on, she's identified with the goddess Hecate. Uh, Shakespeare, I think, pronounces it Hecate, who is a, uh, like a witch goddess, who is the goddess of the dark of night, of crossroads, the dark moon. And so she's kind of a, she's kind of a three-person goddess in a way. You know, I know we talk about the Trinity, but uh, this idea of, of a goddess having three persons it goes back even further than that. Uh, Diana is sometimes thought of as a three-person goddess. She's Diana on Earth, that is the god of hunting and all that stuff. She's, you know, Cynthia or Selene or Phoebe, goddess of the moon. And she's also Hecate, goddess of darkness and witchcraft and the underworld and that sort of thing. So it, it's kind of a weird, uh, weird thing. She is a very cold goddess. Uh, she's not the kind of goddess you would think, you know, she... Uh, you're going to get your warm fuzzies from. She's very cold and cool. Um, one horrible story that they that Ovid tells about her is this guy, this young man, was walking in the woods one day, minding his own business. He was hunting, and he accidentally came upon her bathing. He accidentally did. Well, she that was an insult to her, and so she turned him into a deer and had his own dogs hunt him down and kill him. Oh. So she was pretty cruel. Now, that same thing happened to another guy one time with Athena. And she didn't uh, do that. Uh, he saw her bathing. She splashed water in his eyes, which made him go blind. But then because she blinded him, she gave him the gift of prophecy. So, <laughs> so she treated him a little better anyway, a little better, a little better, we could say. Uh, so that's Diana. And by the way, there are people today that still worship Diana, uh, people who are, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, uh, Wiccan type people uh, uh, sometimes worship her. I had a student that said she worshiped her because I remember I got a class that nobody worships her today. She said, oh, we do, I do. First, she might have been just kidding. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, um, Her symbols are the deer and uh, any kind of wild animals, that sort of thing. We now come to the exact opposite of Diana. We now come, I told you Diana was a very cold goddess. We now come to a hot goddess, Aphrodite or Venus. The name Aphrodite means born of sea foam because in later stories, she was born from the foam of the sea and a breeze blew her to the island of, uh, of, uh, Sith, of, uh, of, of Scytheria or Scythera, and then later blew her up to Mount Olympus and she became one of the gods. Uh, uh, earlier versions, she's supposed to be the daughter of Zeus and a, and a goddess named Dione. She's goddess of love and beauty and guys, let's face it, she's goddess of sex. Um, She's laughter-loving. She's kind of an airhead goddess, if you know what I mean. She's always laughing and goofing around, but she's not very serious. And she doesn't usually consider the seriousness of what she sometimes causes to happen to people. Um, you know, she loves to make people fall in love, and she then laughs at them either in mockery or in joy, whichever. Uh, and so uh, we get the word... We get the word venereal disease from it because if you do the things that she does, you would get, you might get a venereal disease. Oh, wait a minute. 
excuse me a minute, lost my place. There we go. Um, she's the wife in mythology. Uh, she's the wife of the ugliest god of all. It's kind of funny. They match this beautiful woman up with the ugliest god. She's the wife of a guy named Hephaestus, who's a lame god, um, also known as Vulcan, who's like the blacksmith of the gods. Um, but her symbols are the myrtle. I guess the myrtle is kind of a sweet, romantic kind of tree. Dove, you know, you hear about people cooing like turtle doves. Well, you can picture the dove would be her thing. Sparrows and swans. Uh, those are all her symbols. And she's kind of, uh, like I said, in the Iliad, there's one place where somebody wounds her and she's like a little baby. She's like, ah, I got stabbed. You know, she's right in the middle of the war or the battle and she gets stabbed and she acts like a baby. In the Iliad, she kind of acts real like a little weak, little, uh, you know, spoiled brat. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's, she's, she's very beautiful, very nice, but kind of an airhead. That's the way I like to look at her, sort of. Um, one more. What time is it? Right now, 4.53. Okay, I think we got time. No, we probably don't have time for one more. Uh, we probably don't really have time for one more. Uh, I won't try to go into the next one will be Hermes, and he takes a little while. So we'll uh, we'll leave you in suspense for, Herme for Hermes next week. We um, have like about eight minutes. I mean, hmm. seven minutes. Yeah, I don't, seven minutes. Do, I don't think we can do that in seven minutes. Let's just review real fast what we did today. Uh, next week, like I said, I'm going to teach you a Latin grace. Okay, uh, let's just review. Next, uh, let's review our new phrases. Our new phrases today was honoris causa. When Jane gets that degree, she's going to get a honoris causa degree. Posunt quia pose videntur. They can because they think they can. Post hoc, ergo propter hoc. After this, therefore because of this, meaning we think that that's what caused it, but it may indeed not be, in, be at all what caused it. And then you have your animals that we've been going over. And then we have your basic sentences. And let's just say them real quickly. Or you can say them to yourself. Hilarem de torem diligetes, which means God loves a cheerful giver. Manus manum lawat, one hand washes another. Caltus metuit foe am lupus, a cautious wolf fears a pitfall. Non quiere tiger, medicum eloquentem. A sick person doesn't seek a talkative doctor. Etiam capillus unus habitum bram suam. Even a single hair casts its shadow. Which, which, by the way, I should have pointed out, it really means everything is important. Even the person that you might think is the lowliest person, they're important. Uh, crudelim medicum in temperans aiger facet. A, a cruel, um, I'm sorry, an intemperate sick person makes a doctor cruel. Lex videt, lex videt iratum, iratus legem non videt. The law sees the angry man. The angry man does not see the law. Furem fur cognoscidet lupum lupus. A thief recognizes a thief and a wolf a wolf. Wolpes wolf fraudem lupus agnum famen allow them. 
A fox likes trickery, a wolf likes lamb, a woman likes praise. Diem nox premit, dies noctem. Day, night pursues day, day pursues night. There we are. Good review. And like I said, uh, next week, we'll come back. We'll do Hermes and maybe a few other gods. I want to get these gods done so we can play a little game uh, with them and have a good review of them. And I also want to, uh, uh, sooner or later, we're going to start, we're going to review all this stuff again and have a little game that we can play. So that's what's on the horizon. Does anyone have any questions? I have uh, gotten your Dropbox files now. From now, when I send a Dropbox link, you will be able to download it. Jane and I learned to do that last week. Uh, maybe she didn't, but I did anyway. <laughs> uh, well, she did too, because she sent me one. So, um, so now, anything I send you on a Dropbox link, I send to Cindy, you will be able to download. And that way, yeah, you you've always it. been able to. Or at you've least I was. Down, you've been able to play it, but have you been able to download it? Yes. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. That's, that's good. I didn't think you could. Okay. Well, good. I did email you about notes for this week with a few other, cause she, there's the split link for lesson two is still in the weekly and daily community. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. Well, if you, I will send anyone that sends me a note, if you get Cindy to send me a note, I will send you the notes directly. I will send the stuff directly to you. And, and then could it. you include the notes or the name for that online Latin or that book that yes, you were talking yes, about? Yes, 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 right. I will. Yes, I will. And I, I told the lady you might get some interest from my students. Um, if you don't have a Braille display, you might have more problems with it. But I don't know. They say they're going to make it an online course. So that's up to them how they want to do it. And they know it has to be accessible. So uh, we'll see. Well, OK, guys, I'll see you all later. And it's been fun. See you next week. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Bye. I don't know if you want to. Oh. Oh. There are like two hands raised. I don't know. Am I supposed to end the meeting? What? I'm sorry, Nanette, what? Um, there you just have two I'm hands. I'm sorry. Raised. Don't I have don't I have to go now? I mean, aren't I'm yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone wants the... to speak to me, I will speak to them, though. If you can recognize them, I will. Okay. Uh, you have a phone number. Um, if you can just go ahead and unmute. It's, let's see, 605, area code 605, ending in 638. If you can go ahead and unmute. Okay, yeah, that's me. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, this is Beth. Um, so you're sending handouts through the computer, like to people's Dropbox? Yeah. Well, I'm sending them from my Dropbox to your email. Right. So uh, what you, if you, you don't have the, an email or, or a you, computer? I didn't. You use your phone? Do you have a Dropbox? No, I don't have a smartphone or anything okay. like that. Uh, and you don't have email? Uh-uh. No, I can't help you then, I don't think. Uh, I could um, probably create an email, but um, somebody would have to help me look it up. I, yeah, I had it, an email before, but you know what I mean? But I don't have if you, uh, that technology. Yeah, my, I don't know uh, any way. Well, you can access the recordings, though. Cindy does have the recordings. 
that might be your best bet to to uh, look. There's a link that you can go to, and the recordings are there, and you can hear them again. Oh, okay. You'd have to hear them online, though, huh? You'd have to hear them. Well, you can hear them on your phone. Like you would, you would do like you do to get into this call. I think you can hear them that way. Like you would, like there's a link right above this call. There's a link you can go to that, and I guess you can do that with your phone. Maybe, maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I will try to find out what I can do for you. I will see what okay. we can do. I, I don't know exactly what we can do, but we, but I will look into it. Okay. Okay, that sounds really good. <laughs> All right, thanks. I'll see what I can think of. Uh-huh, thank you. Bye. And I appreciate got, it. Yes. You've got one more if you want to take it or if you want. Okay, I, I'm willing. If you are, I just don't want to make you late or anything. Oh, no, I'm fine. I don't have anything else to do. So, Greg, you can go ahead and unmute. Yeah, okay. I got unmuted. Um, I'm, you know, in the Washington chapter. Right. Sure, actually. Um, there's a song called the called the Gala Day. You know, it's called the Gala, which is usually sung around um, you know the holidays. And I know it's in Latin, but I don't know what words are. You know, I know that I've heard the Latin before, but I don't know what the English is. It's called the Gala Day. You know, it's sung sometimes 15th century. I don't know. I'd I like thought, to. I wonder. You say it's called the Gala Day. Gala Day. Gala, Gala Day. Oh, how do like you spell that. it? That that is important. I don't even know how to spell it. I know what it's. I know what it's uh, usually saying. Uh, it's very Catholic. It's Middle Ages somewhere. But I've heard it every Christmas. They all sing it, so I didn't know. Do you know the you know. first couple words of it? Well, it starts with Gala Day, uh, but it's, that's what it starts with. All right, but I don't I'll know look, the rest of it. I'll look into it. I don't know that. I, I, is I that probably... where Gala College comes from? I don't think it's where Gala Gala Day is for death. I think Gala Day is something to do with with God. It's a Christian, uh, you know, thing they sing in the holidays. I don't okay. know exactly what it is. Uh, Usually it's Catholic, but it's there is there are versions available. Um, so I just don't know how to spell it. But I I'll I try to that. find that out, and I will try to. It's a good question, yeah. and I I probably have heard it and just didn't know what it was called. So yeah, I'll check like, in. Yeah. Okay. I'll check into that. Yeah. It might be part of the Carmen Burana, which is a big collection of songs. That could be. It's it's usually sang when you don't have to sing with music. You usually sang sometimes without with you know like. Uh, you know, groups will sing at acapella or something without music or something. Mm. You know, as far as some of that Middle Ages stuff. So I just I had heard it before, but I didn't know what the words meant, what the translation was. All right. Well, and I'll so, try to find. I'll try to find out if. Um, I'll try to find it. Well, thanks a lot. I'll, right. I'll have to give Cindy my email uh, to get the whole of everything. So I've only got lesson two. I like to get lesson four anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, if you can, that would that would help, and I'll send it right to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.